Hey guys, you're listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is the bad boy and the bad girl. What's the fucking appeal? Let's figure it out. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Um, you're listening to Kinda Dating. Hey, guys, follow us on socials. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Kinda Dating. And we started a new thing where um, the uh, during the episode or that week of the episode on uh, Facebook and Twitter, you can find articles that are related to the topic. So if we talk about insecurity or today, bad boys, bad girls um, through the week, you'll be able to find some supplemental material that will hopefully help you out and think about things in a different way. But but um, we also love and appreciate your reviews. And here's one from Mavesis. Um, he says, he or she, because I can't tell from that name, uh, says, I love all the topics and guests that she brings about. And I love her energy. I've recently become single. So this helped me a lot in knowing this new dating world. Thank you so much. That means uh, a lot to us to know that at least we're we're benefiting and like kind of helping a little bit. Um, and it is crazy out there, but it's also fun. So make sure you enjoy yourself. And remember that every date teaches you something about yourself. So good luck. You got this, Mavesis. Thank you for the review, and please keep them coming. Um, let's get into this. Today's topic is bad boy and bad girls, and our guest is kind of like a living expert, not because he's a bad boy, but he plays one. He's actor uh, Amin El-Gamal. Did I say it correctly? Yes. Soon-to-be villain on the highly anticipated Prison Break, premiering on Fox on April 4th. And you can also be seen on The Librarians on TNT, which is past, but you can catch him on that. I mean, thank you for being on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It feels like a first date. Kinda. Yay! It kind of <laughs> is. I'm going to know everything about you. Um, you are so sinister in the show. Yeah. But you're coming out when? Episode two, you said. Yeah, my character starts in episode two. Yeah. Which is crazy because you're like Mason and I were both saying off camera that you're like the sweetest person yeah. ever. I've been described as like a golden girl <laughs> in a baby giraffe's body. <laughs> That's the best description ever. Or like a mix between Taylor Swift and Bullwinkle. Oh my God. That's amazing. If they were like, if their father was like, Bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> I could keep are, going. This these is are always... the best descriptions. Who are, I, I mean, can can those people label me? <laughs> Mine would just be like one of the Alvin and the Chipmunks. Ah. Um, but yeah, you are you are not about us, but you play one. Um, I want to know your relationship status though before we start. I'm single as fuck. Yeah? Yeah. As fuck. As fuck. As fuck. AF. Um, but by choice? Um, or just like, it's just not I happening. haven't really been actively, to be honest, I, I got, I, I am, I come from like an immigrant family and we are all, our work ethic is crazy. So yeah, if I'm going to yeah. do something, I'm going to do it like 300%. Totally. So I, this is why we need immigrants in this country. Uh, yes. No ban, no wall. <laughs> <laughs> but also, <laughs> that's why I, I was on Tinder for a while and, like, other apps. And then I, I had to stop, like, two years ago because I was too invested in it. I yeah. got too, like, 
um, perfectionist about it, and yeah, it was making yeah. me crazy and like competitive and like. That's... And then I would see wait, people wait, in wait. real life what and try to like. What were you getting competitive about? Like you were asking know. your friends, like how many <laughs> how many swipes did you get today? Wait, well, I like didn't... someone they used to have. I don't know if Tinder still has this, but they had kind of like a stories thing, and anyone you matched with could see it. Really? I yeah. Didn't know so that. like one guy would post like a thirsty thing, and I'd be like, I could be thirstier. <laughs> <laughs> It was awful. And then I was like, I'm not, this is not me. I don't That's do That's funny. Yeah, like, I I learned a, a long time ago. For me, like, I, I'm, I, and I'm, I support, all, I tell all my friends to go online. I'm like, do those apps, whatever, because totally. you need to know if it's part of your personality. But for me, um, I just, I don't have the attention span, and I'm very, 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 very picky. Mm. So, like, if I, I know that if somebody's, like, just keep it real. You know, half of that is like I'm just basing it off of a picture. And if yeah. I know that something about that person is going to annoy me, that's annoyed me off of the picture. And I'm like, all right, I, don't, I just know that that's going to annoy me. Well, how it's, it's interesting because <laughs> it's like, yeah, what, what you do when you go on like Tinder, for instance, is you get not only what the person looks like if they're being somewhat yeah. honest, but how they choose to present themselves, mm-hmm. which is tells you a lot about the person. Totally. And then I know, like, I'm not good at small talk and having multiple conversations, not because it's just time consuming and I don't have time. That's I'm like, it. I'm running everywhere. I know. Through the day. I and like, I can't continue multiple conversations. There are important things I need to achieve in my life. Yeah. I can't be, like, spending an extra yeah. half hour on the toilet, like, swiping. Like, my friends are people. have, like, eight conversations going at once. One of my girlfriends literally <laughs> swipes right to everybody. And then she has, like, 20-something conversations. I'm not hating on it. My cousin just got married to somebody yeah. who met online. I think wow. it's, I think. Oh, no, my brother did, stats, too. Yeah. like, 40 or 50% mm-hmm. of people now that get married. Probably more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you'd probably know this more than I would. So I'm not knocking it. I just realized I didn't know how to do it in a healthy way, and maybe I needed to be more present in um, the material world. Yeah. And maybe see if that if I could stumble into <laughs> let's, romance. Let's be that more way. more present in the material world as we go into a script playing another character. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, we're talking about Prison Break. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, my character is called Cyclops. And he, speaking of dating, he's someone who was bullied in school, like girls never liked Mm. him. And to be honest, I mean, that was something I could sort of relate to. I was bullied. I was kind of overweight when I was younger. Um, Really? My parents are from Egypt. And in our culture, you just don't date. Like, that's not okay. It's not good. It's bad. It's like Indians. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's similar. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm sorry you were bullied. Oh, fuck uh, those yeah. people! <laughs> pity me. <laughs> no, it's not about pity. It's I, just... Because I have a Muslim background and I was effeminate and fat, and I wore tivas. I like love tivas and socks <laughs> for some reason, and I thought I was Judy Garland. Yeah. So I mean, like, I feel like it's, it would be hard to imagine Where that I would from? not be like in. Bullied. I mean, that was area. in. Okay, that. Yeah, okay. that was in like so, liberal yeah. Bay Area. Yeah. There's there's like footage of me coming into preschool with like pearls. That's like amazing. <laughs> I was like, my name is Cinderella. And everyone's saying what their name is. I love <laughs> it. And then, like, I, like, point at this guy <laughs> across the room, and I'm like, that's my prince. Anyway, it's, so it's awkward. All the parents were it. like, this is awful. Um, but that's all to say that I had a lot of experience to pull from, a lot of, like, pain, mm-hmm. a, a, a delayed adolescence, partially because I, I, I came out um, you know, later than the average person who doesn't have to come out, who's yeah. straight. And because when I didn't was, date. Like, was it? Uh, I was 18. Okay. And because I was straight. Uh, and because, sorry, and because my, my parents are immigrants and I wasn't allowed to yeah. date. So, um, 
so I had this sort of like strange uh, kind of yearning that I was able to to tap into. Mm-hmm. And I remember at one point I wrote down every t- every like person I liked and how it ended, which was always bad. Every crush I had, or like every time I was bullied, to prepare right. for this this part. Um, I can't say a huge amount more about it about the character himself, but he. Um, but he comes from a tortured past. He comes from a tortured past, which I think fuels some of the horrible things he does right. or tries to do to the, right. the main characters. And he kind of skirts with being a stereotype. And I worked really hard to do that sort of interior work to try to see if I can make him a human being. Um, and instead of casting someone who's like bulky and like hyper masculine, they cast someone like me, which I think made the story become more about like toxic masculinity and mm-hmm, having to prove mm-hmm. yourself and having that need to have to prove yourself mm-hmm. makes you act out or makes you violent or makes you um, abusive to women. Um, mm-hmm. So, Well, I mean, and that's, you know, because you probably came in there and made the strong choice and embraced who you were. Yeah, and, uh, that's that always made a good place them, to start. Yeah, and that an made them look at the role and the entire villain in a completely different way. I think so. I think so. I think yeah. also something interesting about Prison Break is there's all the characters kind of do something, you know, n- n- the good guys do bad things, the bad guys do good things. It's kind of uncl- the morality yeah. gets kind of blurred. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of complex and interesting. Which is one of the reasons that show was always, you know, it was really popular the first yeah. time around. And... Because of that sort of grittiness that yeah. it brought to TV, which I think TV is now doing a lot more of. Mm-hmm. Um trying to think what else I can share but there are a lot of fights there's lots of action I had to work really hard to be convincing (laughs) in some of them um I have a my as you could probably guess um my character's name Cyclops so there's a prosthetic that's somewhere on my face (laughs) (laughs) prosthetic makeup (laughs) guess where (laughs) it's not that one-eyed monster (laughs) Zing. Uh, um, <laughs> or is it exactly? Um, okay, but but you did the the inner work, and you got to delve into the mind of a, of a bad boy. Um, and I think you brought up an interesting point that I think we can talk about right off the top, which is like, before we get into like why are we even attracted to these guys. It's almost like, why are they even bad? Right. Well, when you're an actor and you're playing a villain, you you can't judge the character. Right. You know, otherwise it becomes a cartoon. In real life, though, you can. I fucking judge oh, those judge assholes as all much. The time. I'm an INFJ, so I judge a lot. I'm oh, judgy. I'm an INTJ. Oh, that's close. What's the it's difference? It's real close. Well, you're a Feeling. feeler and oh. I'm a thinker. Yeah. <laughs> I am a feeler. So you probably just tell people how you and then cry and feel yeah, bad yeah. about it. And me, I'm like, let me think about this eighty times and let me tell you <sighs> in a very different way. That actually makes a lot of sense. Like talking about the differences of the two it actually yeah. makes sense. I have a lot of anxiety because I'm a thinker. Yeah, and I have I have a lot of it. I have anxiety because I just have too many feelings. <laughs> I don't know what to do with them. Um, but but going back to the to making a villain, you you have to be non-judgmental. You know, like there's labels on my character that I'm not going to say because I don't right. want to spoil it. But that would shut someone off immediately. This mm-hmm. person is the this. This person is part of this group. Yeah. This person observes this thing that they're you know evil. That's done. I'm done with them. But you can't think like that as an actor. As an actor, yeah. you have to be like, this is a human, and I'm a human. And how could I be in this situation? How could I come to do something like this? 
Um, and that's what, but that's also sort of has always been the appeal of the bad boy or the bad girl in dating and in real life, right? <laughs> it's like you always end up finding some tragic story about them. And you want to fix them. And you want to fix them. And uh, you're like, no, love will make you a better person again. Mm, right? Yeah. I, I, and I am so, and the reason why I'm like having like a seizure here <laughs> is because I can totally relate to this. It's like, oh, yeah. But like, it, like I'm like, like this. I, I can't fix myself, but I'm going to fix try to fix you for some reason. Yeah. That's like, like the savior complex. Oh, you know? always. I think yeah, it's like a hallmark of like yeah. codependency, right? Totally. Because you're like, this person doesn't necessarily want to be saved, but mm-hmm. you want to save them, and then you want them to be thankful for it. Yeah. But they're just like, fuck off! I never asked for any yeah. of this, and they're awful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly it, and that's like half of the episodes we've been doing lately are uh, on all of that stuff. Um, why do we do that? Yeah, and an interesting question. And but I think it does at, at the end of the day come down to um, like, and I'm literally the poster child for this, for poster <laughs> child of dating a ton of bad boys for a long time. Mm. Not all of them. I feel like my my longest relationships were with great guys. Mm. But, you know, I've talked about in the show often, classic bad boy I dated when I moved to New York. I was young. I didn't have anybody. He sold me in a fucking dream. And, you know, find out like two months, no, a month and a half in, um, one, he moved himself in basically into my apartment four oh, days after we started geez. dating. And I was so like naive little Canadian, didn't know what to do. And um, found out he had he had a baby mother and two kids. Mm. He was married to some chick for her for his, her green card. And then, but he was like telling everybody he wanted to marry me. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're still mess. married to somebody else. What a mess. Cheating on of me a with person. like everybody and their mother at the end. I counted oh. like eight people. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it was crazy. But he like wouldn't leave. Every time I broke up with him, he would like, like beg me back and more. You yeah. know, it would be like always more. And to a point that it, I, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And I did yeah. ju- I just like lost my mind because I, I just was so tortured by it. But for a long time. And it's just like funny because in those bright little moments, it's he would tell me things like, yeah. I've never like nobody's ever been this good to me. Nobody's ever, you know, treated me in this way. And, and yeah. then I'd be like, well, then maybe all he needs is a little love, <laughs> you know, and like that classic kind of trap you get into yeah i um, think yeah there's that i think is um but they're so they're, they're always like kind of they're always just like slightly mysterious and edgy and rough around the edges and sociopathic right? yeah they don't pay attention to you so sociopathic as much as you you want them to so when they do it feels like gold mm-hmm. you know it's like a cat uh, and not I've, my cat, i found that a lot of them <laughs> have some form of an addiction like they're they're an addict on some level hmm. um codependency is yeah exactly for sure. yeah. yeah and uh but it's not always just like alcohol though i've dated that guy too mm-hmm. um sometimes it's like deeper sometimes it's gambling sometimes it's sex sometimes mm-hmm. it's whatever um some like deep vice i think for a lot of guys they tend to date um girls that have like alcohol or drug abuse mm. problems that tends to be their version of the bad girl mm. you know um yeah i just wonder why because i've been in the situation where i was dating two people um and one was clearly like 
the right choice on paper, but then the other one was a disaster. But I was like, but we have so much fun. Exactly. We have so much fun. I feel like I'm alive, you know? Exactly. It's the exciting part. But yeah, but I guess it's excitement is one of the reasons. Yeah. Or you think it's excitement. You think it's excitement and then you realize it's a disaster. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think there's that element of like having this kind of dangerous edgy mm-hmm. fun there's an element of like my parents you know might have not loved me enough yeah. and this person's not loving me enough and i'm used to that emotional pattern completely so which it feels is definitely it feels like home you which know? is definitely the thing we're going to get to after <laughs> but what you said is also correct the um so according to artofmanliness.com this is what they oh. said of why sometimes people um this is what happens when you feel like you're in love with somebody. Um, and it's like very passion. Hmm. You know? It says, using MRI mas- machines, researchers at the University College London found that feelings of love led to a suppression of activity in the areas of the brain controlling critical thought. <laughs> it seems that once we get close to a person, the brain decides the need to assess their character and personality is re- the need. The, yeah. The brain decides the need to assess their character and personality Mm. is reduced. Not only does romantic love suppress our critical thinking, Mm. but feel-good chemicals and hormones like oxytocin and dopamine cloud our judgment even more. Love truly gives us a drug-like high, and it feels so good that we simply ignore the red flags waving right before us. If by chance you do take notice of a gal's negative behavior or attitude, you're likely to minimize it. Writing it off as a cute quirk or telling yourself, oh, it's not that bad. Besides, maybe I can be the guy to help her improve. This got very real. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like science, too, that we just like shut down. It's so unromantic. It is. (laughs) Love isn't romantic. I know. You'll learn that. It's chemicals. You're still a baby. It's chemicals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'm I'm of like that old school like now, Oprah frame of thought of like, love is isn't a feeling, guys. It's a verb. <laughs> love is an action. Sh- sure, like living your life with like intentionally with love. You know. Yeah, like as when opposed you- to like. Fear is the opposite of love sort well, you, of thing. I've just learned, especially from dating these types of guys, like specifically the bad boys, is a lot of them are talkers. They're not doers. You'll notice that people so who they, are like real like spin bad doctors. boys, they yeah, and bad girls yeah. are never the ones to actually t- like do things for you, but they'll tell you they're doing it. It's like they'll sit here in front of you and be like, <laughs> I'm making you dinner right now it's and like it's they, beautiful, it's like, it's but they're like, just sitting in front of you on the couch and you're like, what? It's like they have they each have like a Kenny, Kelly and Conway. Yeah, like exactly. For them yes, at all alternative times. facts. It's <laughs> all alternative facts. Exactly that. And they're sitting there and they're like, "I love you," but there's like another girl sucking his dick right in front of you. Like, it's like that. It's like nobody really. But you're the one I want to be with. But what's going on? This with isn't them? love. Exactly. Like I get it. Okay. Like I, you know, might want to be hurt mm-hmm. for some sick reason or. I just want to have fun and feel like I'm, you know, you know, living my life and enjoying my youth to the fullest or whatever. Yeah. But why do they, if they can have so many different people or hurt you and they don't care, why, but there's still that thing that's wanting them, wanting you to be in their 
orbit or well, you of to course, be because at the truth, at is. the core of it, even a narcissist has low self-esteem. Even a sociopath, right. unless you're a true sociopath, sociopaths on a DSM actually mm. have no remorse. So for them, they could be raised in literally, mm. and they're a very small population of genuine sociopaths. Yeah, those are usually serial killers. They, or Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah, right. But like, they literally have no remorse. Um, Narcissists are the other large population of like these people president. who are yeah. yes exactly grandiose thoughts or needs. yeah exactly they've they've gone through shit like Trump is like classic he, he was bullied he's made fun of mm. clearly because he gets so upset with his hair and his hand <laughs> comments and things like that that I'm just like yeah I, I the orange skin like he's probably been mocked so, so much so in his most life. of these bad boys are narcissists that's what I, in my experience sense. is what I've learned yeah. and. From the people I dated that at least ended up having a weird form of a sex addiction and or were the ones like doing the cheating stuff Mm -hmm. were ones, and this is not for everybody, just some of the people I dated, um, (laughs) literally were abused when they were younger. Mm. And uh, and I think it stunted their their growth and their Their intimacy. But here was my thing. I, 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 what happened... Is. My stomach is growling a lot. I'm just hungry for this conversation. It's, I know, yes. So just please <laughs> carry on. Hungry for love. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Uh, good cover. <laughs> um, I feel like uh, even though bad things happen to a lot of us, um, it's not an excuse to continue no. to hurt other people. Yes. This is something I've been saying to a lot of friends because I'm that person that you call if you're my friend yeah. when you have issues. Um just because you understand it doesn't mean it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you can explain the behavior or be sympathetic with it doesn't make it acceptable exactly. in any way. And you don't necessarily have to fix it. Yeah, exactly. And like, it, it's one thing to love somebody and be like, hey, I love you. I feel sorry for the pain you're going through. But unless you help yourself, like, go to therapy, do the work mm-hmm. that you have to do, it's not my responsibility to fix you and I you that was a hard thing that I had to learn but um to walk away from because mm-hmm. I have I'm totally a codependent and I was uh I mm-hmm. try I I hope that I'm not now I've worked <laughs> really hard and I'm trying to be like no you need help get away from me <laughs> well, everyone lapses. I am not the one to help yeah. you um there's a balance. You want to be a good no, friend. No, I don't want to help, help you people, at all. But... Nobody. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, but you know what I mean. We yeah, do this podcast every every week. Um, <laughs> I, I don't mind people. helping. Yeah, I don't mind helping my friends. I don't want to help a lover. I tell yeah. I tell guys I date all the time. I'm like, I'm not your therapist. I'm not your mom. I'm not your. I mean, unless we're best friends, I'm not your best friend. I'm yeah, your girlfriend. Yeah. Treat me like that. You yeah. know, don't lay your shit on me and you know I'm happy to talk out some stuff with you but I'm not here to fix you and I don't want you to fix me yeah I really don't I don't want anybody to be like this is what you need no that's why I go to my therapist (laughs) yeah I do too I go to therapy yeah it's very good to skip it this week so I'm I'm sorry prickly at the moment (laughs) (laughs) um but another interesting thing that uh you know when I was reading about this topic uh they were saying is um you have better sex with the bad boy or the bad girl. Oh, please. Thank you. I actually <laughs> don't think that's true. 
The most oh, boring sex either. I've had is no. With they're the... usually really bad. The narcissists. Yeah. I mean, not always. What Mason wants to say. It's a chemical thing. Oh right, it's not about their performance. Right. It's, it's, yes. It's, you're you're drawn to the feeling of it's so wrong and naughty. Yeah. And yeah. So okay. That's the extra. And that's the thing. Like the yes. fantasy narrative that's in your head about you know. Yeah. But the actual sex itself, yeah, I mean, like, for me, has never been good. Really but depends. I agree with that, that, like, the moments before, I'm like, yes. And yeah. then when I, I'm like, what the fuck was that? I mean, one of the best, <laughs> I thought I would say this on a podcast. One of the best, like, lays that I've had <laughs> was a guy who, like, was not particularly attractive. Yeah. And, like, had Tourette's, actually. <laughs> so what? Yeah. Um, and, which is fine. Obviously. Tourette's isn't. I feel like it's it's just such a weirdly stigmatized like di- like most uh, people are very high, yeah like, most people like are very bipolar. functioning. He's very functioning. Yes, it's like a but weird he. I felt like he didn't even. get a lot of attention mm-hmm. necessarily, and he just was so good. Oh yeah, he was so attentive totally. and so like kind and so yeah. like skilled. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times the bad guy, bad boy or whatever, is just kind of. For whatever magnet that pulls people to him really easily, he can just kind of like you know, yes, stumble in the dark and mm-hmm. <laughs> and satisfy himself and yep. not really pay attention to you as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the best uh, the the best experiences I've had were with people that were really good, just like good people. Yeah, and they, I think so too. They took time and like like you said, you know, it felt like love and not yeah that because it's really like. The bad boy experiences for me were always the moments before were the best, not the moments like during. you said, all or talk, after talk and yes. then no follow through. No, follow yeah, through. it's like a it's like a really good ad yeah. campaign. Yeah, one know? one I got really upset that every, that my friends all know uh, about um, wouldn't sleep with me, and he was like the one bad boy that just would not sleep hmm. with me, and I was like. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, this is the only, this is the only reason I'm even. This is the point of you. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I'm like, there is no other point of you. Um, I feel like. And at one point, I was like, I'm tapping out because this is silly now. I feel like I'm going back to my metaphor about marketing because marketing, in order for it to work, you have to sort of hate yourself on some level. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to be like, oh, I hate my hair, but oh, the shampoo (laughs) is going to make my hair better. So I'm going to buy this because that's what they're telling me. So I feel like it's similar with the bad boys. He has this narrative and this thing. And unless you don't have enough self-love and enough feeling of adequate self-worth, you might fall into it feeling like you need it, you know? Have you, so have you ever dated somebody who's like... Like a classic, maybe bad boy. Maybe not a classic. Um, You've had better judgment than me. <laughs> no, I, I, yes, I've gone on like dates. I've not yeah, for extended not periods like, of yeah. time, but Mace, yeah. Have you? Oh, yeah, and I've cried. Yeah, uh, bad girls. Yeah. Bad girls. <laughs> bad girls. <laughs> yeah. Clarification. Um, I, I have clearly done this several times. <laughs> um, yeah, re- really, it's it's a real it's a real problem. Uh, but. I feel like there are three stages of, like, when you date these people. And I don't think you need to have been in hmm. the experience necessarily. I'm curious uh, to hear the stages. No. Maybe I'll recognize them. But phase one I call is, like, sell- selling you on the dream. Hmm. And they are the most charming people. They tell you all the right things. They literally, um, they promise you, like, the world and back. And for, like, a good couple weeks... They're like 
all about you. Like, but it's literally for a couple. Yeah, of weeks. you're right. There's that few weeks where it's like they are just obsessed. But then, with the, you. then it's yes, they withdraw a little bit, and you're like, <laughs> yes, and that's exactly <laughs> what phase two is. That was a funny noise. Yeah, phase two is I got you where I want you, hmm. and that's when they start pulling the rug. Just, God. just tugging. Why does anyone even date? It's like a tug. <laughs> Being it's like single a is great tug. compared to this. And then, yeah, <laughs> and then, and then they start just giving you enough, where they'll tell you, like I, um, you know, Bruce Lee. I talk about on the show. He, he was a smart. This guy, I did, everybody does that. I was Bruce this, Lee. Yeah, I dated this guy who was a martial arts guy, and so I call him Bruce Lee. Oh, <laughs> um, I thought you did it actually. <laughs> we would have been kind of young. Yeah. I'm not that old. Jeez. Yeah. But okay. Keep but talking. but Bruce Lee <laughs> used to um he used to give me just enough for so long where he would uh he would like either plan a date and make me think it was happening for a long time mm-hmm. and then back out last second and i'm like what the fuck but then he'd be like the next day but here's the thing he would never plan it the next day he just hit me up last second and be like hey what are you doing come meet me here and it would like feel like it was almost making up for it but he planned like play because when you don't have you know when you want something it's on their schedule and you have to be flexible to whatever it's kind of like acting yeah (laughs) i was just i'm struggling with myself being like i don't have my own schedule you tell me what it is the day before (laughs) um but, yeah, that's definitely, that makes it clear who has yeah. the power. And then they they tell you things like they love you, but never um, never follow through. Like yeah. I said, they're, they always end up talking, but they never actually follow through it with action. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the phase where you start rationalizing the behavior, where mm-hmm. like crazy things start happening, weird things start happening, and you start telling all your friends, and they're like, that's not normal. And you're like, well, no, I mean... He did this because he's going through this in his life right now. Mm. And, like, it makes it really hard to, like, blah, 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 blah. And da, 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 da. And this happened. And, you know, your friends are like, no, it's not the right. Even girls. You you know, when you're dating a bad girl, you're like, look, I get it. She got fucked over by some other dude. And, like, now she's like this. And this is why she acts this way. Or, you know, she came from this family. That's why she ends up. She just needs, like. A drink at night. That's all she needs. She just needs a drink at night, and sometimes she goes too far, and blah blah. You just but what start... makes us rationalize? Is it our need for this person? Is it our our need? I think it's both. It's to like have a person. Yeah. Like... So it's all of that. I think sometimes like we don't want to be alone. I know in the times that I ended up being with two real bad narcissists, um, two real bad boys, I would say, mm-hmm. were the times that I felt I was alone and I had just moved to a new city. When mm-hmm. I moved to New York and I moved to L.A. Wow. Or two times I literally... And when I moved to L.A., I thought I was much stronger. I was like, I wouldn't fall into that trap again because I was so young when it that happened the first time. And somehow I was just like, what? Yeah. Yes. Same thing. He had a completely different, different face. And I was suit. like, good <laughs> God. Yeah. And it was. it took me a while to be like, oh, and here I am caught again. But I was making excuses because in that particular situation, mm-hmm. his dad um, just died of cancer, mm. like a month into us dating. So, Oof. like for a while, obviously, I was like, "Okay, yeah, he's fucked tough. up. Like things Especially are hard." Yeah, but then after yeah. six months, I was like, "Okay, bro, like this isn't. You're yeah. not even treating me like a person now. Yeah. So that's not okay. That's not good." Um, and then there's phase three, uh, and it's the realization. It's not me. It's really you. 
-hmm. You're the problem. Yep. You are the problem. Mm. And I feel like it usually, it doesn't happen because, uh, at least when you're dating the bad boy, bad girl, by choice. It yeah. always happens because they fucked up. Yes. You caught them cheating. Yeah. They, you found out that she's been dating five other guys. Oof. You, uh, you know, they do something illegal or irrational. Like they fucking blow up in your face Ugh. or they whatever. Like it's always some yeah. ridiculous steal thing happens. You. that Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or they steal from your mom, <laughs> you oh. know. <laughs> and then you're like, shit, this isn't going to work. Yeah. And whoa, that person is the problem. Yeah. But it's almost never by choice. Yeah. And, and you're lucky when you get to that phase, I have to say. Oh, no, I because tell some people. Some people, like, they break up or they mm -hmm. get hurt by that person. The person leaves them. Mm -hmm. And then it takes them months or oh, years yeah. to be like, oh, wait, it's not it's not me. Mm -hmm. It's this person who is kind of sick. Yep. You know? Yep. When I, every, every time I found out that I was cheated on, I thanked God. I was like. Thank you for letting me find out. It sucks. Mm -hmm. It hurts. But I'm like, you must really like me. Now I know. To find out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I almost never had to look. Mm -hmm. It was always just like some random shit. And I'm like, you are such an idiot. I'm like, I didn't even have to. You're just dumb. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, God likes me. Yeah. So. And I try to tell people that, like, other people who date bad boys and yeah. bad girls, like, when you find out, take it as, like, a blessing. It's a gift. I mean, any knowledge, like, in that situation, however hurtful, mm -hmm. is always a gift. Yeah. You're so hungry. I feel stomach, like I need to I, feed but I you. I dinner, and my stomach is just having, like, some sort of symphony. No, it's, it's because it's so <laughs> excited to be here right now. Yeah, I'm, it's so excited It's like in knots and here. it's in rumbles. It's rumbling. <laughs> <laughs> um, what kind of qualities do uh, do bad boys and girls have? Like, we talked about some. They're all talk. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think... Um, like, what, what are some of the qualities of well, Cyclops? Well, you might... It, it might oh, Cyclops. Um... He um, he sort of tries to take what he what he wants, even mm -hmm. though it's very clear yeah. that maybe um, his advances have yeah. been declined. Yeah, <laughs> put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> in the one situation that's the most applicable to our conversation, um, but he decides it's his right and he wants to take it. Yeah. Um, I think that's a quality of a sort of toxic brand of masculinity that's sort of like, I deserve this, this is mine, this is what I am promised. And sort uh, of like, will do anything to get it? Like, yeah. play any game necessary yeah. to get what he or she wants? Exactly. Yeah. He has a very, um, he's very determined. Mm -hmm. He seems maybe like, he has confidence, yes. but it's just sort of psychotic you know psychotic yes um so it seems he exudes something but you can tell he's really broken and insecure yeah. but he has certain like he that's, commits to things very strongly that's the quality i think that people are attracted to the most with um these kinds of people yeah. is the confidence but it's not confidence it's like what you said yeah it comes off as confidence yeah but it's really like a psychosis psychosis or it's cocaine yeah <laughs> <laughs> all of which Who knows are, what yeah none of that's good nope <laughs> um, and then, so tell me with Cyclops how how it is for you. But I think people sort of drop hints hmm. about who they are pretty early on. Yeah, I mean, my character doesn't is not particularly subtle. 
Um, exactly. <laughs> but no one is in love with my character, to be fair. Like, no, nobody but no, likes nobody's me. really in love with a bad boy, bad girl either. That's true. That's true. Um, but I... Um, some of the hints... <laughs> stomach is still growling. Yeah. I, think, I think some of the hints are... Um, maybe not listening. Yeah. You know, if you can tell, you know, if someone's talking, oh, yeah, you can tell don't. the person isn't really engaged. Engaged. Yeah. Um, they don't ask you questions. Yeah. It's about yeah. them or like serving selfish them. selfish quality. Yeah. I mean, it's not always like that with those kind of people, but I think that's one of them. Yeah. Um, I think if they're a little bit irrational or make kind of crazy impulsive mm -hmm. decisions, at least in my character's case, that's something that that I do, um, or if they're like violent or act out, which is something my character yeah. does a lot of. Um, does he, I'm curious, like, I don't want you to reveal too much, but does he talk about his behavior ever? There's a little bit of, um, there's a little bit of like exposition mm -hmm. that you get sort of early on about um, a, a little bit about his past mm -hmm. in relation to one of the other characters, which you get you mm -hmm. get a, a texture of. And I sort of took that and ran. I took that and was like, he was definitely bullied and nobody likes him and he has no friends mm -hmm. and he needs he's trying to prove himself. And the only way he, you know, these things are sort of yeah. exploding mm -hmm. into this, like, this really um, bad <laughs> criminal violent mm -hmm. behavior. Um that's about because all I can I, say. Because he trans in in the season, really, my role is definitely very much in the mold of like an action show. So mm -hmm. there's some plot. You know, it's not it's Prison Break. It's not like Moonlight. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. So, um, so there is character development, but then a lot of it becomes like uh, I, I'm driven by other things. Yeah, and it becomes uh, lots of chases and fights mm -hmm. and obstacles to yeah. the main character's success. You know, that archetype. The reason I asked that is because I think, um, which is funny because in, in, as writers, we would do this as a writer, I would make the character, you know, we tend to reveal things about ourselves in our life through exposition, like mm -hmm. you said, and people actually do that in real life too. Huh. And when you date people, they tend to tell you, I, I always say within the first week of dating somebody, if you're like, you know, hmm. maybe consistently seeing them, um, you'll learn most about them in like that first week. You'll know hmm. from the because people tend to drop hints and we don't yeah. listen. Like girls who are high maintenance always hmm. say that they're drama queens. Like they'll yeah. they'll tell you who they are, but you don't want to listen. Yeah. And I always use a classic example of the guy I dated who was like, I'm divorced and I have rage. And in my head, I go. <laughs> That's so cute. He's, he's so, so honest. He's so self-aware. Yeah, I was like, he's so honest. I've never dated somebody who's so honest. He yeah. must just be fine. And, you know, yeah. like that's what, because well, they... For, yeah, it does strike you as honesty, but you're not really listening. But also sometimes I've noticed when I used to date when I was younger, I, I had a hard time even getting information from the person because mm -hmm. I was so worried about myself and yeah. being liked. And when you let go of that as you mature, yeah. then you're be, you be, you begin to be able to see people for who they yeah. are. But, you know, there is a part of dating which is like, you know, you're not supposed to drop all the information no, right the away. Date. Exactly. Yeah. Especially not the negative things about you. So yeah. it shows you that there's no critical thinking going on and it's yeah. about themselves. And there's no boundaries. Exactly. And boundaries it's almost like they're trying to warn you and is like, hey, this is I'm telling you what I am. Oh well I and then they can justify it at the end. It's yeah. like, well I told you. Yeah, I mean there's not a lot of that... surprises with with the Cyclops character. Mm -hmm. But for sure, he like wears, you know, in the one <laughs> 
not really date like, but in his mind, maybe romantic situation, mm-hmm. but it's not at all. He does go straight to the like, you know, to the history with this person and how it made him feel and his yeah. issues and stuff like that. And I think that is totally a red flag. Yeah. And what we said also is that they don't, you know, hanging out is always at their schedule. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They almost never make a plan. Mm -hmm. Another thing, actually, going back to what we were just talking about on first dates, they also often, I don't know if you've noticed this, but like semi-racist or like casually misogynistic or racist people reveal that on the first date often in like a joke. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've noticed that recently. I was thinking about it because I was like... You know, I got to know this person better and they were truly racist or misogynistic yes. or whatever. And I should have known that because they made that joke and I was trying to be polite, you Completely. know, like, yep. like people do show that's such a good point that if you learn how to get out of your own way enough to look at yeah. the person in front of you the f- on the first date, you will mm-hmm. see who they are. I mean, right you away. have to be careful, but most you will see clues that you that you could easily miss just because you're worried about being liked. Yeah. You know, but I always think if you listen to people they really reveal who they are. Yeah, if you give them the chance. Yeah. People love talking about themselves exactly. when you ask. And listen, I do it too. I drop mm-hmm. hints all the time right off the top. I'm like, hey. Yeah. So I'm just like speaking from experience. And, yeah. you know, again, you'll you'll always learn about people's behavior pretty early. And it's a matter of not justifying it. Like, yeah. I was with somebody who, you know, mind you, love my life, but mm-hmm. alcoholic. And, you know, I there. broke up and yeah. were with each other for many years. And, uh the very first time I met him, the first time all of our then friends said to me a story about like he was my high school love. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, people told me about him getting overly drunk on a mm-hmm. field trip that he wasn't even supposed to be drinking at and just started mm-hmm. puking and got sent to, you know, got suspended from whatever. Yeah. And I remember being like, and he, it, it, you know, it's high school. Yeah. He was a senior, whatever. It was like kind of um lauded people were like cool man like whatever <laughs> so i just like laughed about it and right didn't... i mean you didn't know the, and you know. then you start going like wait you really do drink a lot oh is this not stopping and then towards the end i was like dude i, I don't want to be with somebody who's gonna die yeah at this age you yeah. know what i mean because you're drinking so much of the people in my life if i look back on it who i've been like i am in love with this person which is not rare there's like mm-hmm. a handful i noticed that they were all they all had these sort of narcissistic qualities, but they mm-hmm. also were, like, very talented. Mm-hmm. I think, like, talent is something that... And even when I didn't know their work, I could just tell, like, this is a talented yeah, that's person. True, yeah. And they always were, mm-hmm. like, driven and very talented. Yeah. And something about that would make me, like, excuse some of their behavior. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, I just want to be... Yeah. Not like a star fucker, you know, yeah, but at yeah. all. But you're just like, I just want to bask in this yeah. person's creative energy, even though it's fueled by a lot of self-hate or drugs mm-hmm. or sort of confusion yeah. in all the cases. I will say as a girl, the two that I dated that were like hardcore bad boys, they were just fucking hot. They were really, really, <laughs> really hot. Nothing wrong with and that. And I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing because you're like, I'm and so now, now like, whenever I like see them, person, like see people that are mess. like, I think are really hot, I really like run the other way. I'm like, because <laughs> you probably have... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There are exceptions. No, I know. But like, the, yeah, you know, I'm talking but like the really hot guys I'm like bumping you... into in Vegas. I'm like, no, no, there's no reason to be pursuing <laughs> this. It's off I go, off you go. Well, Vegas. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, and then this is L.A. Come on. I mean, not different, really. Yeah. But I think like, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think, again, also, if you're crazy attracted to someone, it's really hard to step away and see the 
them for who they are. But that's, that makes that's me sad. That's why with like, Bruce Lee, I was like, can we just sleep together? Yeah. And I was like, why won't you sleep? <laughs> that's I was the like, whole that's point all of you. I want. <laughs> yeah. But I want to I want to believe and have hope that you can be very attracted to someone and also have a healthy relationship yeah, where you I see agree. them for who they are. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be super cynical. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, again, I was with somebody for a long time that I was very attracted to and didn't care about. <laughs> no, I think you're right else. most of the time, yeah. but it just like I just don't want to believe that that's yeah. always the case because I guess I have some hope. Totally. <laughs> um, we're coming back. We have uh, we're going to go to a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about how to get out of these kinds of relationships with mm. bad boys and bad girls. And let's reveal a little bit of truth about <laughs> these guys. Um, but after this message Hey, hey, we're back. You're listening to Kinda Dating. I'm Natasha Chandel here with my guest, Amin El Gamal, and we're talking bad boys and bad girls. Um, you know, these guys make you feel like shit at the end, though. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like just feeling like shit. It's not like a regular level of, hey, I feel bad. This relationship ended in sad. Like mm-hmm. they make you feel fucking worthless. Worthless. Yeah. Yep. And helpless and tortured. And, like, I was so broken after, Yeah, it's not enough that that, they get the attention they need from you. They have to, like, destroy you. Yeah. It's literally that. It's like a a destruction. Yeah. It took me a long time. It took me about two years to come back to even start feeling emotions. And I'm also an actor. And you could imagine Mm -hmm. how hard that was for me Mm -hmm. to go into things and, like, literally not be able to feel because it was so so overwhelming for me that I couldn't even do it anymore. When you're in places like that and you're expected to, you know, emote or feel connected or want to share yourself, which is what acting is, really. Yeah. You know, if you suffer with depression or if you're going through a depression because Mm -hmm. of a breakup or you're feeling you know, not having, feeling like you have any self-worth, then it gets really, you can't, it's hard to act. Yeah. It was, that was was like the thing that I got very angry at him about um, my crazy ex was because I became so numb. Like literally, I, Mm -hmm. I remember sitting one day and being like, oh, that's it. And I just couldn't feel anymore. And I like literally felt it just like lift off of Mm -hmm. me. And I was like, oh, and it's over. Yeah, and you like, lose access to yourself in a certain way, in yep. a creative way. It was way, just such a, uh, it was like, I think it was self-defense, hmm. you know, to try to, but it took me so long to, one, then just be able to, like, come back to life, even be able to laugh and, like, experience things properly, mm-hmm. like a human, and then years to have a relationship and mm-hmm. be able to be like cool about things like I was just so I was such a bitch (laughs) and just so unemotional like people used to literally tell me life is easier that way you think it is yeah at least yeah they used to literally be like you're such an unemotional bitch and I'm like (laughs) I don't know what to tell you because I I just like literally had no words for things yeah I was like all right well this isn't working god that's the worst I'm sorry you no, yeah. no, I mean, look, but Came but it through. also helped me a lot. Um, I, I don't wish it on anybody, so it don't don't go through that, guys, to try to learn things about yourself. Um, <laughs> but it happened to me, and so I tried to use it as an experience yeah. to learn. But, I mean, I realized a lot, too, that it came from self-esteem issues, codependency, mm. things like that. Um, and definitely what you talked about, which was um, taking time to look within mm. and be like, I remember when with my crazy ex, I came out, I was like, whoa, why did that seem so normal for me? Yeah. Because my friends used to 
tell me at the end of it, they were like, you're so smart. Like, how did you end up in that? And I was like, I don't know. And then I realized like, shit, it felt normal. Mm -hmm. And it was normal because of things I had gone through in my childhood that were like a certain level. Yes, the chaos felt normal. Mm -hmm. Not the exact kind of chaos, but living in a state of chaos didn't feel weird to me. Yeah, it felt natural. And then when I came out of it, I was like, whoa, that was so just you know weighed me down so much i couldn't yeah i wasn't myself it just stripped me of my joy but like you said before i mean you're always sort of moving forward even when it feels like you're moving back mm-hmm. i mean you're always learning from like you said you learn from all these terrible like the years yeah, that may yeah. have that you characterize as like sort of being robbed from you but you were still processing and learning things and you know i don't think yeah, no. I don't think we're ever worse for having certain experiences, even if they're like terrible. I, I feel agree, like there's yeah. always something that we learn. You know? Yeah, I mean, and that's what I say. Like, I can't go back in time, so I don't. You know, I accept that it happened and it's fine. Yeah. Um, I just still don't wish it on anybody. I'm like, don't oh, choose course, that path. Of course, of course. Don't make that well, your thing to learn. Your wisdom and being like, you know? I learned it the hard way, so yeah, you don't. You don't have do. To. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Um, and I try to explain the the gravity of what it does to people. You know, yeah. I was also really young at it. You know, on top of that, yeah. I wasn't. You know, if sometimes I think when I if I grew older, it would be easier to get out of. To be honest, Bruce Lee was when I was a bit older, mm-hmm. and and that was also hard. At one point, I remember being on my knees, just mm-hmm. bawling my eyes out, mm-hmm. and being like, "I can't get up. I can't get up, it and I don't want you. to." It just gets yeah. you. You get your surprise. You and know, that you think, was, and that's the thing. But you're a human being. Yes. And, you know. But that's what these people. That's what it means to be alive. <laughs> yeah, but for some reason, in those moments with these people, it feels. Yeah, like you know everything is. Yeah. You, like okay. Nothing has meaning um, anymore. Yeah. But if you do start feeling like this, you should get out of the relationship. It's not healthy because mm-hmm. I I have learned that healthy relationships always uplift. Mm-hmm. Always, always. I mean, guys, as a single person always. who's like generally happy to be single, my I'm always kind of like, yes. Why put all the energy in being in a relationship unless, yeah, like you said, it's uplifting or there's some. Yeah mutual benefit for these people to be together or yes. there's something that improves your life. Otherwise, like, God, it's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of negotiations and time yeah. and money and, it took and me, energy. You know, because I think people who listen to this too, the best advice I ever got actually from was from my business mentor who was like, who are you asking for advice? And I was like, um, my friends. He's like, are they single? And I'm hmm. like, yeah. He's like, stop getting advice from single people. Hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. In a way, you know, because like yeah. sometimes you sit there with your friends and you're sitting and talking and like nobody knows the answer. But I say like look at good relationships around you. We yes. all have them in our lives, yeah. right? Of people who are in good relationships. Mm-hmm. It took me living with a couple that have a baby for mm-hmm. a year that she's like a big sister to me. And uh, and it was when I moved to L.A. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, and I was with them too. all the time. Yeah. And I was like damn, these guys are really, like, even if they fought, they never raised their voice at each other. It Mm -hmm. was never, like, a thing. They would be laughing the next second. They were always supportive. They were always trying to make it work. I saw them get annoyed, but they were never annoyed. Yeah, they're never, like, you know, Holding until the next day, nothing. (laughs) Like, nothing like that. And and I was like, holy shit, it's real. And they were together for, like, 11 years. Yeah. Before they got married. So I was like, damn, yeah. like, you guys 
You're so right because we, we we grow up with one model. Obviously, yeah. our parents or whoever's or mm-hmm. adults that might that are coupled or not. Yeah, and that's like sort of our example. Yes. So, and if you know, sometimes that's positive, and sometimes it's yeah. not positive. And that's the thing. Like I want you know, whenever people listen, I'm like that relationship you're with with that bad boy or bad girl. Like trust me, it's not supposed to be that chaotic. No. Like, when you're with somebody and you love them, it's like, yeah, you go through issues. But yeah, all my friends work, who are in, like, but... happy marriages always tell me, they're like, it's not that hard. No. And I'm like, really? Are you yeah. sure it's not that hard? They're <laughs> like, no, really, it's not that There's hard. There's a lot of unhappy marriages that we yeah. see, too. So we get confused. Exactly. Um, so if you're out, get get the fuck out. And, uh, you know, I think the big thing also was for me to realize, like, I wasn't helpless in the process mm-hmm. and that I did have power. Because you like you mentioned it a few times, it's like that was a power move. That was a power move, mm-hmm. and that is what it is. It's like putting you down, like you know um, how, how they describe it, like putting a thumb, or like you're you're holding somebody down with a yeah, thumb. Like yeah. it's kind of that feeling, um, and you start getting power back by doing mm-hmm. little little things for yourself that show you, no, no, wait, the power, like I I control this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest power is when you break up with that person to never have contact with them again. Yes, that's very important. Yeah, because sometimes you think, well, like we'll just be friends after, and it's really like I can't do that. I mean, yeah. especially in a toxic sort of. I mean, maybe there are situations where that's fine, but in a you know, if you're really seeing like a bad mm-hmm. boy or a bad girl, and it is a toxic relationship, and the person does seem to be narcissistic, they will find their weird way to yes. sneak back, sneak back yep. to you, because a lot of people like this like. They like to have like their posse of people yeah. that they've dated around them, or and they in, love the chase. The, yeah, and they love and the they attention. Love, yeah, and they want to have as many people adoring them as possible. And so they're they going to keep you in there. Like in they way. won. Yeah. And every time they get you back, they're like, "Yes." And it will be, and, and then, it and then you might end. click back into your old yeah. habits, and then it's, exactly. it's a whole other. It cycle always to get happens out of. back in the old habits. So I think you have to be strong. Yeah. In that way, and you have to realize, like, it's okay to say, like, I said it to myself. I'm like, oh, this person's my weakness, because I knew, like, for those two, I was so sexually attracted to mm-hmm. them. I was like, oh no, you're my weakness, and I can't have anything to do with you. Yeah. And so I was like, like, when I finally drug. cut it off, I was like, done. Yeah. X, gotta. Yeah. You know. And Bruce Lee hits me up all the time. Uh, of course he all does. All the time. I've never responded Bruce. to him in like over a year and a half. <laughs> I know, right? Bruce, take it easy. Wow, um, he's still doing it. Over a year and a half, he's had two girlfriends, has one now. He still hits me up. I'm like, dog, I don't. And I, I now I'm like, this is how I get my power back is by mm. never responding. And by yeah. never acknowledging his existence and being like, I'm not going to let and you And time win. sometimes helps you see it for what it is. Totally. Which is a gift. But Yeah. Yeah, those people so like yeah, they can point, be really. You can really assess with them, yeah. assess them as like what they really mm-hmm. are. But again, I you know also important to remind people to take responsibility for their own actions mm-hmm. and like for all of us who are with these people to figure out why we're with them, mm-hmm. um, so that you know you can tackle that part of you. We're saying like, mm-hmm. well, the other person needs fixing and needs to handle it themselves. Yep. Like we need to also. Yeah, you do that work. I don't know if that's that going into therapy or that's just sort of living mm-hmm. your life and being aware. <laughs> yeah. Or if that's like talking things through with friends yeah. who are really good friends who can help you mm-hmm. see what's going on with you. Um, I also noticed, like, in my late 20s going into, I'm 30, so going into 30, I all of a sudden was, like, clicked. And it was, like, all of a sudden I was, like, oh. Mm-hmm. I sort of see things a little bit more mm-hmm. rationally and clearly. Mm-hmm. 
you know, than I did in my 20s. I mean, I still make it, mistakes. It is. It's so true. But yeah. it, the Saturn returns or whatever, yeah. I don't really know what that means. But yeah. it's like, but I think it's sort of true that there is this, um, I, this is the word that everyone kept telling me when I turned 30, um, healthy detachment. Yeah. That was the word. That's actually smart, yeah. That was the term. So, like, you see your life and you're can deal with the issues of it, but not it doesn't pull you down yeah. to a spiral of, like, need mm-hmm. and depression and anxiety. You can look at it and be like, I'm detached from this, and so now I can actually have a rational mind and yeah. make, a, make a decision that is smart for me. And yeah. I think it's true with dating, too. You're not... You're not really detached when you're like, I want this person to like me. Exactly. They're going to like me. And yeah. then, the nar- you you know, that kind of person is like a magnet for mm-hmm. a narcissist mm-hmm. um, or vice versa. And they can fucking smell you. I don't yeah. know what it is. They can smell your need to be liked. Yeah. Um, which has nothing to do with love. Yeah. <laughs> and And I do, you know, I also want to give people hope that that habit can change. And it's like a matter of really being aware every time. Like when I started telling myself mm-hmm. I did not want to be with a bad boy anymore and here are the reasons why. Like I wrote an article about this because my my guy friends always told me they're like, no, you know, you girls say that, but bad boys uh, or sorry, nice guys always finish last. And I'm like, that's Ugh. not true. I'm sorry. That's like a fucking myth that people tell you because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there are few people that actually end up with the bad boy and yeah. those people i'm sorry are lost people they they don't want to do yeah. the work it's themselves like the most who of us like peak in high school you know where they're like this is the most beautiful exactly. you know football player or whatever mm-hmm. and he's like everything and then you're like yeah. you know fast forward like 10 years and you're like oh most of us no. date them and we go through some shit and then we're like oh oh no no I don't actually. No, no, no I'm good this now. Isn't I'm good. Work. Like, yeah. and you know, you end up going the other way. Yeah. And I think it was also like for me a shifting of of the um, of my view of what the bad boy was, mm-hmm. which was it's again it's a, it's an article I wrote. I'll put it on yeah. um, our Facebook this week. Um, and I said that they're a snore. They're really boring. <laughs> Even though we think that they're mysterious and they're edgy, yeah. but when you break it down, they're, they're so one note. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have anything else. Like, yeah. they don't have deep conversations with you. They're not, they're just yeah. very like, it's one, but, and it's just like, okay. All right. Well, and even if they feel like they're having deep conversation, if you notice it, they're having deep conversation about the exact same thing over and over and over <laughs> and over and over again. And it's just like, oh, well, then you start realizing that's like the, yeah. You know, Bruce Lee is such a classic example of that. If you if you were to look at his Instagram, he literally <laughs> posts the same pictures with different girls <laughs> that he dates, like the exact same captions. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, do girls ever just so scroll an, down his like feed? He's like an algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> he's like not just a person. a bad algorithm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> one, an ineffective one. <laughs> but, um, but girls... Don't, I'm like, do you just look look down? You're dating yeah. the guy. Look look down his feed. I would be so annoyed if somebody you posted the exact same picture then, with the exact same yeah. caption. Oof. I'd be like, get a fucking life. Um, but they're also selfish. And this is why bad boys will finish last because they yeah. don't know how to think about anybody else. And you're smart out there, guys. You're smart. Mm-hmm. We are smart people. We know we want people to think about us as well. Mm-hmm. And when you start realizing that, you're like, oh, no, no, I don't want this. Yeah. Um, also that like attracts like, 
you know, mm. and and they at the end of the day, you know, maybe it's some for a short period of time, you'll be pulled down to their level. But when you start realizing like, oh, wait, I'm not this this yeah. way, you'll just naturally feel like a, when you start adjusting your habits or mm-hmm. like moving over like you know, where to, your values yes, are and exactly. what you think. Like, all of a sudden you're like, now I'm doing, like, I'm Coke do every weekend. Exactly, or yeah. I'm, like, always, like, you know, I'm waking baking because mm-hmm. I love this guy. You know, it's just, that's just a bad idea. Mm-hmm. If you have to adjust certain things and make compromises in that way, then it's just not, I don't think it's healthy. Yeah. I mean, compromise is necessary, obviously, for relationships. But yeah. if you're compromising things that are just yeah making your life worse or putting mm-hmm. you in harm's way or or not in line with who you are, then that's, those are all red flags yeah. for sure. But like, if we even think about like what we're even breaking down, they're, they're clearly boring. Mm-hmm. They're not good in bed. <laughs> they, you know, habits. are fucking selfish and have bad <laughs> yeah. habits. There's really no good reason yeah. to be with them. Yeah. Besides no. feeding your ego Besides and wanting to be right about either it. Either wanting to or, save yeah. someone or yeah, or feeling like, but even the saving someone really comes know. down to your own ego, right? It's like yeah. I saved someone. Yeah, that's it's that like savior complex, and like complex. yeah, it's like I helped this person. Look yeah. how great I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like sometimes you just gotta let go that you're not. I'm such a good person. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. Um, but in that meantime, what's the the biggest thing is when you're not. You know, when you're focusing on the bad boy or the bad mm. girl, you're missing the good guy. Right. The person who actually wants to connect girl. with you yeah. and to, like, celebrate you for who you are. And, and treat you and well. treat you, yeah. Treat and you have like real you fun and good sex with. Yes. Please. All of that. We all need that. <laughs> um, Glamour Mag said this about the do's and don'ts of dating a bad boy. I felt like this. What was... about just don'ts? Yeah, no. That's what <laughs> I was reading some articles when again when I was researching this, and a whole bunch were actually like, "Oh, four reasons you actually should date a bad boy." I was like, "Stop it! I can't Jesus. believe fucking we're running out of editorial ideas that much that they're just giving you the alternative. Don't do it." Yeah, sometimes I feel like these stories are designed just to keep women down. Yeah. You know? Well, there were actually things of, like, why you should date the bad girl, too. But the, thankfully, they were less. But, yes, they were more for girls to guys. It depends how you define bad, I guess. No, it's just... I mean, we we've know. defined bad it the way bad. we have, but, like, yeah, I guess you're right. Let's keep it real. Bad yeah. is bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's what Glamour Mag says about the do's and don'ts of dating a bad boy. You won't take the nice boys for granted once you've seen the... Once you've seen into the soul of a few bad boys. Oh, Lord. Nice isn't boring. Bad boys are boring because you know exactly what he'll do. Cheat, not call you, hurt you, etc. There are no surprises, but good guys can surprise you in good ways. Besides, you're you're most likely attracted to a bad boy's confidence, independence, or rebellious, Mm. adventurous spirit. Traits nice guys have too. This is so true. Snaps. Right? I, yeah. And it's a lot of what we've been talking about. Yeah. It's amazing. Are you a... I wrote This that. whole time, I was I'm like, are you, a, are you a bad boy? Are you a good boy? You seem like a good boy. I'm good. Yeah. I'm like a... Yeah. Well, I and mean... And you're single. <laughs> and I'm single. No, I, I feel like that's sort of like subjective to assess your own. But I know I, I am very um, caring about the person that I'm with to even to the point when I think it should end I say it I don't ghost 
Yeah. You know, sometimes people like to hear that and sometimes they don't. But yeah. I, I'm very honest. I'd like, I usually say like a quality I really like about the person, yeah. like genuinely. Yeah, yeah. And then just say, you know, like, I, I don't really feel chemistry or mm-hmm. I'm not really interested. And, and a lot of times it's true. I'm not, um, like I said before, unless embarking on a relationship, first of all, I have to feel like I have the space to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't always feel like I have the capacity to put bring that on. But if I do, I'm not really going to embark on all that work unless the person is someone that really uplifts me and, and vice versa. Yeah. And where it feels, you know, there's a bit of like so, something sort of effortless in a way about it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm, it's sort of like I don't feel stigmatized by being single. A lot of people are trying to set me up and I'm sort of just like, I would, I'm fine, boo. No one believes me when I say that. I know. Like, I... I'm actually fine. <laughs> Yeah, I am the sa- I felt the same way when I'm single. Yeah. I'm like really happy being single. Yeah, I think I like never really search for it. Yeah, I think that's probably the best mentality because then you're beginning to like get to know yourself yeah. and giving yourself room to glow, grow instead of and glow fo- and to glow <laughs> like my skin because we we do glow when, when we're happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or when you're pregnant. <laughs> um. What was I saying? Oh, you 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 can begin to grow and give yourself the yeah. love that you need to be sort of ready yeah. to have a relationship yeah. with someone else. You know that that's not about psychosis and that it's about actually the other person, like real love. Yeah, yeah, it exists. Um, are you ready for your five questions? Yes. Let me sit up. Oh my <sighs> gosh. Okay. Okay, I'm so ready. This is five questions. It's our dating version of the Bernard Pivot questionnaire made famous on Inside the Actor Studio. Um, I mean, here are your five questions. I'm so ready. What is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Their eyes, and not like just the color of their eyes, but if they maintain contact, eye contact or not, mm-hmm. and like how they do that. I've been making eye contact. Yeah, are they making eye contact? Are they doing it and then darting away, yeah, looking down? Yeah. Can they not make eye contact at all? Yeah. That's probably the first thing I notice. Yeah. That's good. I, I, I move eye contact when I'm like in an awkward situation. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's a deal breaker, but it's a yeah. little bit like. Yeah. Leading to my next question. Right. What is your one deal breaker? Oh, that's good. Um, uh, racist, misogynistic, uh, self-hating, homophobic um, jokes or quips or that. That's it. That's done. Yeah. I'm not here for that. No room, yeah. no time. Nice. That's a good. Yeah. Good one. What turns you on? <laughs> uh, my God. Um, I guess, like, kindness. Does that make any sense? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like such a wimp. No, that's um, a good one. That is not a wimpy thing. Like, I think like that's for example, I was on a, a, a kind of date, not date, you know. We you were kind of dating 2017, somebody, yeah. yeah. And we got tacos. Mm-hmm. Um, we like had a couple drinks, and I was like, "I'm, I'm like gonna get drunk, so I want to have dinner." I didn't have yeah. dinner, so we went to a taco truck. And um, the guy was like not really hungry, and then this this homeless man came up to us and um, was like, "I really want to rap for you. Like, I want money, but I don't want you to just give me the money. I want to rap for it." And so we were like, "Okay." So like he rapped, and the and. I could tell from the interaction that my date or the person the guy I was with was having with this guy. He like really listened to him. Mm-hmm. He treated him like a human. I think yeah, a lot yeah. of people treat homeless people like as not human. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
that was a huge turn on. I was like, I learned something about you. Totally. In this, and it, it wasn't like a test. Yeah. But I learned something about this guy and how he respects other humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Kindness is and a I was very like, strong quality. Yeah. And I was like, I am oiled and ready for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, tell us one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships and dating. Um, my, let's see, my strength is I'm really good at finding places to eat nice. <laughs> that are good. So you um, have to make some suggestions for me after. Yes. Um, and then my weakness would be, like I said before, the worrying about being liked, mm. you know? And so sometimes I don't see the other person. Because I'm like, I want them to like me, I want them to like me. And they don't even think, like, wait, do I even like them? You know? Yeah. Um, I would say that's my weakness. And last question. Besides, I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? Uh, uh, maybe, like, you're so talented yes well you are so talented i mean i feel so uh, needy now no like my answer should have been funnier no no they you gave the honest answers that's what everybody does and that's what we want so thank you for that um and you are very talented uh and how can people find you on social i'm in love with you now (laughs) that you said that no i'm kidding (laughs) uh i am on um facebook and on Twitter at Amin El Gamal, A M I N E L G A M A L. And on Instagram at Feisty Pharaoh, which, as we said, two notoriously difficult words to spell Feisty, F E I S T Y. It's not I before E as it usually is. And Pharaoh, P H A R A O H. Nice. Um, and you are going to be on Prison Break on April. Well, it premieres April 4th. Yes. You're going to be on episode My first episode, episode two. is on, I think, the 11th, that would be. Right. So, guys, um, tune in. Watch Amin. Now you know everything about him. And you're going to be like, wait, what? That guy <laughs> is the guy we were listening to? It's amazing. You transform in such an awesome way. I'm so excited to see it. The magic um, of acting. Right. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Natasha. This was really great. I learned yeah. a lot about myself actually like you do on a date and um, yeah it was very stimulating and thought provoking yay well you're welcome (laughs) back here anytime thank you and uh, and we can't wait to see you so thank you so much and hey guys uh, follow us on socials we're also there Twitter Facebook Instagram at kind of dating and remember I told you some of these articles will also be up and kind of dating is presented by meltdown comics come visit us at 7522 Sunset Boulevard here in LA thank you for downloading this episode please take a few minutes and review us on iTunes I'll read it out on the show and download the rest of our shows and also I love hearing your dating stories and your thoughts so please email them to me at kindadating at gmail.com and finally I know it seems tough out there but just try till next time (laughs) that was awesome the show is produced by myself and Mason Booker who's also the audio engineer our associate producer is Aisha Holden Opening music composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.